Good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. Uh, welcome to episode 183. You may have caught a, a bit of uh, Joey talking welcome to my mood because he just told me some fantastic news on who's officiating and who's doing VAR on, Saturday, uh, on Sunday's game against Juventus. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. As I said, welcome to episode 183. This is going to be a very short, ranty episode. We've been talking about Cremonese 2, Roma 1. We've given Cremonese's first win since, what was it, 1995 or 1996? Um, 1996, yep. 1996. But yeah, um, Joey, how are you? How's the weather in Mont... Mont-, Mont- yeah, it is Montreal. Yes. And then he said Toronto the, the last time, but it is Montreal. It is. Uh, weather's in the positives, much better than our mood and the game yesterday. So uh, that's, I mean, that's one of the, the few positives we'll mention today. Uh, I'll tell everyone what you told me pre-pod and what you probably heard in the first couple of seconds of the podcast. Uh, the the officiating for Sunday's game against Juventus. Uh, who's in the Who's the refereeing? Who's in the VAR? Maresca and Aureliano's at VAR. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a wonderful game on Sunday. That's all I was going to say. If I if I speak, I'm in trouble. That's all I'm going to say. Same here. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, what could have been yesterday? Because the results over the weekend sort of went Roma's way, didn't it? Um, Bologna beat Inter. I watched that game. Uh, for Bologna played really well. They seemed to be doing really well under Thiago Motta. And there were some talks that he could be the next PSG manager in the summer. Um, Inter were quite sloppy and quite poor. Um, so AC Milan beat Atalanta 2 0 on Sunday evening. I watched that game. Atalanta were quite poor for about 50 minutes or so and played a lot better in the second half. Milan looked quite good. Back three looked quite good of um, Kalulu, Tamori, and uh, Tor. Uh, Lazio were huff and puffed against Sampdoria 1 0. I also watched that. Um, Luis Alberto scoring an absolute wonder goal. And then Roma do Roma things on Tuesday evening and lose to Cremonese, who haven't won in Serie A in 27 years. <laughs> Stretching 29, 30 games. Um, we'll talk about the game in a minute. I wasn't looking forward to this game. We remember we did the podcast with Nadette, and she wasn't looking to the, forward to this game. You weren't looking forward to this game, I imagine, but could you feel something, the magic was in the air? Could you feel like something could happen in Cremona? Yeah, of course, Scott. Um, but then I also think, well, this is Roma playing after their competitors playing over the weekend and having uh, a positive, I'll say a positive result uh, over the weekend games, um, starting with, as you mentioned, with Inter losing a chance to come second place Although Milan was an ideal winning, uh, you know, it still put Atalanta at, le- at least a little further away from the rest. So it's kind of separates a bit of the competition, kind of knocking a team out of the race, not completely, but helping Roma's case. So that's still a positive in itself. And 
like you like you said about Lazio, it was a bit of huff and puff. They they missed some chances and they didn't look all great. Sure, they won by a wonder goal, but that can also be a, a tale to tell. Maybe you know they play Napoli on on Friday coming up. Mm-hmm. So if they perform like this, well, that would be a loss to one of our competitors. So it was positive. And then you come into this basket case of a club, Scott, your famous <laughs> words to describe Roma. I support two uh, of them. I support two of them. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Swindon as well. I, yeah, mean, I, I don't I, Maybe I should watch the Swindon game to see how, uh, it is how much of a basket case, case they are. Yeah. <laughs> so we come into uh, Tuesday. The, the magic is there. We'll get into the part of the game, but just to answer that question, everything seemed to align well with Roma and well. And Roma do Roma things. So, yeah, it, that's that's how it came Tuesday. When it rains, it pours. Um, so, Roma lost the game 2-1 in Cremona. Um, really good goal for the first goal. Even though I thought it could have been handball in the, in the build-up. Valeri looked like he handballed when he tried to block something. Uh, Leonardo Spinazzola, um, in his renaissance at the moment, scored a lovely... Um, goal in the second half when Roma switched to a 43-1 he um, made a lovely run off the left and then the penalty which in hindsight looking back it was a penalty the defence got flat footed and the veteran striker is it Cifani? Daniel Cifani scored and he, what was quite cool at the end, like I, I, I was pissed off at the end, but you can see it, it, it meant a lot to the Cremonese fans at the end, and fair play to them. It, it, it was, I think it's been a long time coming. They've been quite unlucky in some games this season where they could have picked up something. Um, I was hoping they could have picked up something last week against Torino when they were two, two one up with about 15, 20 minutes to go, but. Overall, how would you feel about Roma's performance? Because it wasn't very good. There was 20 minutes in the second half where Roma looked quite good when their Jose took off Kumbula and put on Karstop and Roma switched to 4-2-3-1 with Matic and Gini Vijnaldum as a double pivot and had Sol back in wide right, uh, Dybala as the number 10 and then El Shuari as as the left forward, along with Tammy Abraham up front after all the, all the changes were made. But uh, it was just like Roma shot themselves in the foot again, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, again, you know, this is one of their, their cases where they're set up. I always mention, Scott, when there's the big hype uh, coming, a game they should win, a game they should dominate and keep uh, themselves in the forefront of an objective this happens. I mentioned that last time we talked about backs against the wall, Roma thrive, big hype, game to win, keep up, and they falter. So this was one of their uh, cases where that happened. And it was a poor game overall. It it really was from back to front. couple of positives, and I'll keep all the positive to the end because I want to end off positively. But from the back of Patricio to the defense, without Smalling, just look completely unorganized, I would say. Um, they missed Smalling yesterday. He was a massive loss. Definitely. Scott, he's missed two games this year, and both games have been losses. Two games that he has missed. So what, what was the it's, first not a, it's not a good record without him. Was the first one also it, against Cremonese in the Coppa Italia? That's right. He missed Coppa, he missed Cremonese's uh, game, uh, Coppa Italia game against Cremonese, excuse me. And they lost as well. 
So the record isn't great without him. And he just seems to be organized with him, Mancini, and Ibanez. Ibanez as a, um, as a central center back, I, I don't know if it was the best. It maybe doesn't push all of his qualities, but I think that's done in hindsight because of Kamula. And mm-hmm. I don't think um, Mourinho trusts Kamula after the last game of Cremonese. And I, I'm just leading to this point is I don't think there's a player there in Kumbula. I just, I I haven't liked him since the beginning. I think he's too slow. Uh, he's bad with the ball at his feet. Can't move the play up. Uh, he's the one, Scott, if you remember, I know Saju scored a wonder goal win. And again, it never makes sense how some of these guys score wonder goals against Roma and only against Roma, which it shocks me every time it happens, but it continues to happen. Um, he hoofed the ball forward. We lost it, obviously, from that ball. Uh, you know, it's a tough ball to take down. You just And he was doing it all game, and it led to the goal and just... It just poor. I, I just don't see a player there, and I'm sorry someone got to move on from. And then from the attack, the first few minutes, I would say the first maybe five to seven minutes, uh, Roma didn't take any shots, but they were. You see, they were getting up high. Even the commentator was saying there, you could see that there, there, they looks to be like it's going to be a dominant display. And then as soon as that goal happens, which I'm glad you pointed out about that handball, I'm surprised that they never checked. It looked a lot closer than. You know, it, it merited a VAR look, but in the end, it didn't. And then that's where they just went downhill and they started to capitulate from the beginning. And uh, only looked good in the last 20 minutes when they brought on that 4-2-3-1. I thought Zaleski was poor as well. Uh, I thought when they brought on Matic was a lot better. Cristante kind of looked out of it. Uh, they only looked great in the 4-2-3-1 in the last 20 minutes. And I actually started to think they would be positive when they scored that goal with Spinozola. I thought the second one was coming. I was relaxed. Uh, El Shirari had a chance. He tried to go past the keeper and Karnaseki just got a touch to it. Dybala had a shot. I think chances were coming. But in the end, they looked dysfunctional in the final third, as they always do. It's been a problem all season. And in the end, Patricio, I mean, the stats don't lie. He's been statistically one of the worst goalies. Maybe he doesn't get too many shots, so a lot of the shots that he does get scored on, that's why we're, the stats are a bit skewed by this, Scott. You know, mm. a lot of shots that do score on him are, you know, could be very tough or unsavable. But there's a reason he's one of the, uh, he's been one of the most negative goalkeepers in the league, and it showed. And he, he cost, he's part of the reason to cost that penalty. He, I mean, as part of the defense being disorganized, he's at fault as well. And it was just a poor overall performance from them, really shocking. So uh, just not, there's not many positives to take away from it. No, there's not. There's a couple of players that I may want to talk about. One's the captain. Um, I think some stuff has to be said yet from yesterday. He's had a poor run of games, hasn't he, Lorenzo Pellegrini? I looked at his stats yesterday. Um, he hasn't scored an open, a goal from open play since Empoli, the home game just before... Uh, the international break in October 2021. Um, that was literally a few days after he signed a new deal. This season, he scored two goals, and f- I think he's got five assists in 19 Serie A appearances. Both goals were from the penalty spot in 1-0 wins against Sampdoria and against Bologna at home, uh, the first game after uh, the World Cup break. Um 
he's hit a bit of a rough patch recent recently, hasn't he? Yeah, I would say it's uh, it's even more than a rough patch, uh, Scott. He's he's been he's been in complete bad run of form for a while. I mean, you said it; he hasn't scored since October twenty twenty one. I mean, that's just a telling yeah, sign. That's, that's and when Roman needed play. a goal, yes, from open from play. open play, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I think those are important because yeah, Roma are a good team on set pieces, but you can't just always rely on it. And I'm sorry, relying on to score free kicks or penalties it's not going to look good for the footballer. So in Pellegrini's case, it's, uh, it just, it, I don't think it clicks with Dybala and Pellegrini. I, mm. I, I think they're too similar. You need someone with more uh, pace and being able to take players on one V one dribbling style. I, I'm not going to say like, you know, Zaniolo part of his problem was his footballing IQ to me. Anyways, his, uh, his vision and keeping the, the team together in terms of connecting passes. But he had that style, not saying him in particular, that Roma kind of need in terms of someone to get behind the defense with Abraham, someone to take a player 1v1. You need that, for I think, for Pellegrini to thrive in the three part of the, the front. So Dybala and him are too similar. So I don't know what you do with him in this case. It's a big telling sign, Scott, when um, Pellegrini is being taken off when you need a goal, he was taken off. So and if you want a goal and he's your captain and he's doing well, well, he stays on. But that's not the case with him right now. Um, maybe a way to fix this is uh, we'll get to Genie and how he can help the midfield. But one way to fix this, maybe drop him deeper. Maybe he's going to be yeah. that fourth fourth guy coming forward, making those later runs, connecting play from deeper in the midfield. Uh, having someone a little more offensive-minded, which can help us create goals because Matic and Cristante are more defensive-minded midfielders, uh, play him a little deeper. You know he can play it. He has, the work at, he has the work rate, the engine to do so, and he won't be afraid to come up uh, late box, maybe to make a, a, a great great pass or, or maybe to start scoring. But playing him in the front the way we are, and you're not going to replace Dybala or, or Abraham, it's just not working. I, I think they need to change uh, they need to change that. Play them in a different positions or work something out tactically because it's just not working. They did that for the Spezia game. They tried a front three of Dybala, Al Sharari, and Abraham. I think that's more of a fluid front three. So you've got Abraham who can make the off the ball runs off the off the shoulder, which I think he's really really good at, and he has improved. And Al Sharari, I think ever since probably. The start of 2023 has been one of Roma's best players, and I tie him down to a new contract. He looks a, a step above than he did before the international for the World Cup break. Sorry, but I think him playing him in that role on the left hand side in a front three, I think he he would flourish in that role. Um, don't play him as a, a left wing back. I know he's done a job there, but I just think to me that front three of Abraham Dybala and Al Sharari is more fluid because um, you've got Sh- Al Sharari who, who does like to run in and has pace and he is direct. The baller is the creativity. You give him the ball and he will work, work his magic. And Abraham will like to get in behind the defenders because if, like yesterday, you're playing with Bellotti who is static. I'm trying to think of a polite word, a way to say it. He's not the player he was a couple of years ago. I think the injuries have, is 
took his toll on him. And Roma, like, I'm not going to give him stick because in the last couple of games he has played well and Thursday he was sensational. But yesterday I think he struggled with a defence that pushed up a little bit too high for him. Um, and he just start, struggled with a bit of the physicality. I don't know if you would agree that going forward, a front three of Dabala, Al-Shawari and Abraham is the way forward. It is. It is. I'm glad you brought that point, uh, uh, Scott. It's uh, it's it's definitely the way going forward. Um, the only problem is, is what do you do with Pellegrini? Um, do you rotate him as part of the four in the midfield? And then, you know, you, you only bring on the kids as an absolute last emergency and you just run with the four. I think that could work. It's just how how do you deal with pay, playing time? That that's I think that's the problem that Mourinho might face is how do you keep your captain happy, but also keep your big signing midfield now and Wijnaldum being back happy mm-hmm. to, you know, wanting Matic another year, which I would feel like they would, to make sure he, he gets his minutes in. And then it's Cristante, which is, you know, he's always a staple since even Fonseca's days. Uh, he, he don't seem to want to remove him from the lineup. So um, maybe in certain games you rotate that in, but in the big matches, which I think should be a bold move by Mourinho coming up to the Juve game, and I was going to get to that, I think that's the front three you run, especially in big games where you're going to need to score. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Do you think... Um... When he came on yesterday, I thought he played really well when he came on. And I think me and him are on the same age, 35. Um, Nemanja Matic is key to this Roma side, isn't he? He's the only one that dictates tempo. Roma looked a completely different side with him on the pitch yesterday. And it's baffling. But I think he's the one. He's, he, he, dicks, he dictates tempo in the midfield. It's... I know we can't play him every single game because of his age and the way that the schedule is at the moment. But he's going to be pivotal going forward, isn't he, in the games ahead. He he has to play against Juventus because we need the ball a lot. Um, But he dictated the tempo yesterday and it was quite bright for Roma in the 20 minutes that they actually looked good in the 4-2-3-1. Absolutely. Uh, you have the big game coming up against Juventus, and I don't see how you sit Matic after seeing the difference, what it made, bringing him on yesterday and what it did. And it's disappointing, Scott, because you said it, he can't play all the time, but this is what we have to resort to. Now, mm-hmm. Roma spent a lot of energy, uh, and we talked about game management a lot, where Roma score a goal, maybe two goals, and they managed their energy levels. And in this case, they didn't because they were always pushing for a second goal. And you had to bring on Matic. You had to put Dybala for 90 minutes for a full game, which always worries me. But yeah, to get back to your point, Matic is very key. And I just hope he has the minutes in his leg because he's going to need to play a good 70, 80 minutes, depending what's going on in the Juve game. He needs to absolutely start. He makes the he dictates the tempo a lot more than Cristante. But this is where... You could try to take advantage. If you can have Matic playing the big game against Juventus, well, then you turn around and you have Sassuolo next week. Hopefully, Cristante can come back to seeing those couple of games we had uh, in the Europa League and mm. in the Serie A before against Verona. And let's hope you know he can do a job at Sassuolo and then you have a big game against Lazio. And this is where it's going to be key to rotate. But yes, you're right. I think Matic needs to absolutely start uh, in the midfield against Juventus. I already have an ideal starting eleven which I, I hope um, 
I hope Mourinho, you know, would would look at these recent performances and play. But I don't think he'll sit the captain, and I'm not sure if he'll sit Cristante. But yes, Matic needs to play against Juventus. He needs to start. Reel it off. I can imagine we probably may have the same sort of eleven. Uh, it could be very close, yeah, given on the performance against Cremonese, Scott, and I have no... Uh, if you want to share it with me, I'll share you with mine. I don't know if it's part of the pot or we're doing some extra, but yeah, it's definitely... No, no, that's fine. We've got a couple of minutes to kill. Uh, I, I would go 3 four, two, one because I think you need to play that. Uh, Juventus have been playing a, a back three, and they played pretty well yesterday. In fact, all four of their goals yesterday against Torino were all from crosses and set pieces so it could be set piece FC versus set piece FC on Sunday but yeah um, uh, Rui Patricio Mancini Smalling Abanez I would go Celic uh, Matic Vinaldum. I know it's two games in five days and then um, Spinazzola with his dentistry work that has been working wonders um, a front three of Dybala Al Shwari and Abraham but that probably won't happen. No, it definitely won't. And we're very similar. I have one change. Um, I think Karsdorp looked better yesterday. It looks like an mm. engine. And I would think he would get the start over Chelik, given also he's been making appearances and Chelik's been nowhere to be found. So I, I think Mourinho would, would go with Karsdorp because Zaleski has to sit over his recent games. It just hasn't looked great last couple of games. And yeah, the rest of the lineup, I totally agree. The problem is Mourinho, I don't think he'll bench Pellegrini. That would be a bold statement. So he might be bold, Mourinho. And if he has to play Pellegrini, maybe not Wijnaldum. Uh, maybe he would play Pellegrini. But yeah, that's that's where I think he's... That should be the lineup, but I don't think he'll play it. No, that's understandable. Um, should we talk about the white elephant in the room? What happened just... Uh, minutes into the second half and what has been said in the press today um, Mr Mourinho um, got his third red card I think he's his third red card of the season and there was some stuff said he's going to sit out on Sunday Um, it's Salvatore Fotti he's going to be in charge and I think Roma have done pretty well under Fotti this, this season and in the past but there was some stuff said. The the fourth official is from of yesterday's game is from Turin. What were your thoughts about it? Because the refereeing was not great yesterday. That was a foul on Kumbula, and there was a foul on Spinazzola in the first half, and I still baffled on how that was missed because that was a very bad challenge. Um, and on the goal, Valeri's handball before Benassi chested it down to um, for the goal. But yeah, it was just strange yesterday. But do you reckon Mourinho's got a case on that yet from yesterday? Yeah, it's uh, I do. I'm not going to completely defend Mourinho. I think he should be um, uh, he should be obviously a little more professional. But I don't I don't know what's said right. So uh, mm. from the negative aspect, I'll say the timing wasn't great, Scott. Like I mean, you're in a you're down one zero. You already don't have Fati on the bench. Oh yeah, he's in and the stands. I don't I don't think it was. <laughs> He's in the stands, right? He comes back. Uh, he, he comes back now. He's back, uh, you know, as of the next game. But he was uh, he was suspended all of Fe- the rest of February. So it's not the right timing for Mourinho to cause it a distraction. 
it just you needed him to help push the team forward to get obviously the equalizer and then the winner, which didn't happen. So uh, that's the negative side. I don't think the timing was right. But yeah, if you actually watch the video, some things were said, Scott, and it's very convenient how today, you know, Romar filing an appeal for everyone who doesn't know, and they'll try to reduce or get rid of uh, Mourinho's ban coming up. Mm. But I find it very, very odd and very convenient how the audio for the fourth referee wasn't turned on um, for that moment or for even the match. So I, I saw it everywhere. So I, I just, I find that very strange. So yes, things were said. And I think Mourinho does have a case. I mean, you don't go say say things like, you know, um, go take a piss, uh, Mourinho. You know, you don't say those things to, to coaches, no matter who they are. And obviously you're going to get a reaction out of Mourinho. So... Uh, the situation isn't great, and I'm, I'm glad Roma are filing an appeal. I mean, they might have a case there. And, yeah, just it, it doesn't even look good for the league, Scott, not even just for Mourinho. It just it doesn't look good for the, the league itself. Like These are things that should not happen in general. So uh, I, I, I hope Roma win it, and, you know, we meet, need Mourinho on the bench. So, But Fati does have a good record. I'll end positively on this, ep- on this part of it. Uh, Fati does have a good record, and... Uh, I hope he. I hope he does well managing uh, Roma against Juventus. Yes, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, the fourth official was Marco Serra. Uh, the quote was, he said to Mourinho, "Everyone's taking the piss out of you. Go home, go home, Mourinho. I need to know if we can take legal action. He won't have the honesty, honesty to say what he told me and how he he, he uh, English Scott. He won't have the honesty." to say what he told me and how he treated me. It was unjustifable. Um, it was just, oh, it was just painful as well. Um, the, the video footage of it yesterday, I saw it this morning. I was just thinking, oh, Jesus Christ, what's, what's going on? But I think he does have a case. And it's probably not the first time and it won't be the last time um, that Roma and Mourinho will have problems with referees. Do you remember the cases from last season? <laughs> Probably the list will go on uh, like um, Chris Jericho's list in the WWE in his run. But yeah, it was just, I think there's going to be more to come out of this. But don't you find it odd, Scott, that um, that the fourth official didn't have the audio turned on? Yeah, I do. It's like... You know when you see, like, if you watch a cop show and they don't turn on the body cam? Like, I, I don't know if you would exactly. watch stuff like It just seems stuff like that. I'm not saying... Yeah, it just seems very strange. Exactly. So I, I that's that's where I think Roma can make a, a great case just from the video and from that. I mean... How do you not have your audio? If you didn't have it at all, if they don't give audios to fourth official, which I think everybody should have, then it's one story. But to have it and to not have it conveniently not turned on, I, again, I don't think it looks good for officiating in Serie A. And I absolutely think they have a case. Me too, me too. Um, you wanted to end on positivity. Um, was it just on Vinaldum and stuff like that? Or do you have anything more positive to add? Yeah, it's it's the team in, in general, but I'll start with mm. Wijnaldum. I thought out of all the players yesterday, Spinazzola was probably the best out of Agreed. the worst. Yes. So, um, But after that, I really got to give it to Wijnaldum. 
maybe he didn't have the absolute best of games. Obviously, we lost, but to play 90 minutes and to play most of it pretty well, uh, I, I thought at the end he was kind of getting tired, which is normal. I mean, you haven't played football since the beginning of August uh, mm. consistently. It's normal. It's going to happen. But I thought he looked very positive. He was one of the only um, quality midfielders to get actually in the box to help with scoring chances because Matic and Cristante just don't do that. It's not part of their characteristics. So this is a good thing going forward. So I thought he was positive. And I'll just end, Scott, on the team itself. I don't think the sky is falling, really. Um, <laughs> we're one point out of Champions League. And I've always mentioned about Roma having their backs against the wall. What happens? They tend to thrive. Uh, I might be bold, but I think they can get a positive result against Juventus. Um, the way Lazio and Inter are playing, uh, the way Lazio played against Sampdoria and the way Inter lost, they will slip up again. Um, so Roma have to take their opportunities and go with it. Yes, they have a tough schedule, but so does everyone else. Lazio, like I said, they Napoli where we play Juventus. So they actually have a tougher game than we do. And we're at home and they're away. So it's just one aspect. Look at Milan. They had a terrible, terrible start to 2023. They lost to Sassuolo at home. They lost to Torino twice, including the Cup. They had terrible run of form. Everyone thought they were out of it. And look where they are, they're second. So when Roma's back against the wall, they tend to thrive. I think this is Mourinho's strongest aspect, is getting the team out of a hole or out of a jam. So I was really heated yesterday, but... Again, they lost to Atalanta. What did they do with Fati next game in a big game against Inter when everyone thought, you know, how could they do this again? They go and beat Inter in Milan. So it's just one example. I think they'll come out positively out of all this. It's a blimp in their objectives and what they want to do. But yeah, it's just when backs against the wall, I think they tend to thrive. And this is going to be a moment that they'll reflect. And I think they'll come out positively from it. Well said, Joey. I completely agree. Um, we are an emotional fan base, aren't we? I think we, we 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 take the highs as they are and we take the lows as they are. But yesterday was one of the lows. Uh, I, I, I thank God we didn't record yesterday because I think some stuff would be said, and I don't think it would have been. <laughs> I don't think it would have been audible. <laughs> but it was. It was good to take a, a, a to take a, a view of this a day later. It just. Like we are an emotional fan base, I think us football fans are emotional on whoever you support. I think Roma, with the history of the fans that we have, like we have um, passionate fan base. There's sixty thousand plus every home game, and it has been since um, fans were allowed back into stadiums in 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 football, um, not just in Italy, but yeah, there is a there is an atmosphere in Rome where they they expect the club to do well and we take the highs as as they are and we take the lows yesterday was a low like a high was the following the previous thursday but yeah um i'm looking forward to sunday i think it really should be a good game i'm more looking forward to um, sunday than i was yesterday and that is saying something also some Lazio fans i do know i know you're loving this I know you're loving this after Roma's defeat yesterday. I am taking notes. I am taking notes. We do this on banter on social media. I'm fine with this, but I am taking some notes. 
ready for Friday when <laughs> against Napoli. But <laughs> you know who you are, Jerry. <laughs> but no, no it's fine. <laughs> uh, Jerry's fine, fine. Um, I'm hoping to have him on in a couple of weeks to preview the derby. He's he's harmless. He's harmless. Don't worry. Don't take his facade on social media. He's a lovely, lovely guy. But no, I completely agree, Joey. It's it's true. Um, when when Roma's is back against the wall, they tend to flourish. And yeah, it's, it's it's these type of games where you expect them to win and they could completely screw it up. <laughs> it's been exactly. like Exactly. That's, it's been that, like that's what we're trying to understand. Uh, I, it's a, I was actually saying, going to say a word, and I think it's a, a perfect word for the title. It's Roma's DNA, isn't it? It's yes, the DNA. And it- yeah. We're trying to change that DNA, but it's 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 something that it's very difficult to understand how you go from a game from Thursday, you know, a beautiful European night, European DNA, beat Salzburg pretty handily to this. That's the part that always will frustrate Roma fans, and that's where we have to go to, where we don't understand how you have those beautiful games, and then you just come up the next week and against the worst team in the league, one of the worst teams in probably in Europe. And in you football. <laughs> in football. Yes. In 2022, 2023. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like the Undertaker, the streak is over. Um, Roma are the one in, is it 24? Is it 24 league games played this season in Serie A? Yes. Yeah. 24. So, one and twenty-four. Uh, yeah, so Cremonese are the Brock Lesnar, and Roma are the Undertaker. The streak, the streak is over. Um, that's two wrestling. I I haven't watched wrestling in about three years, so apologies for the, the absolutely shocking wrestling <laughs> uh, stuff I've said today. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, Joey, do you have anything else to add this evening? Nope. Just uh, just. Actually, just tough month ahead, but like I said, I still think Romo will come out positively. I said the month of March is the big one, so I still think they'll come out positively. Let's hope so, and we don't talk about who's officiating and who's in the VAR room on on Sunday, because social media for that game will go into complete meltdown. Um, Guys, you can follow us. You can keep that for that preview uh, episode, Yes, I will. I will indeed. (laughs) I dare not to think about it. It's like Rocky all over again. Um, Gianluca Rocky. Um, Guys, you can follow us at lemagicast.com. You can find all our previous episodes on the website. And you can find us on all podcast platforms. So your Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, etc. And if you do listen to us on Spotify, can you give us a lovely a lovely rating uh, i think we're at 4.5 i won't ask i won't be greedy to ask for five star ratings because that's just a bit uh it's just a bit out there but if you can give us a rating that would be brilliant um joey thank you once again for joining me on this wednesday evening um thank you once again it's been an absolute pleasure pleasure's all mine scott as always love to talk about roma yeah, um, well, I have a preview episode for the game on Sunday on Friday, and hopefully that'll be out Saturday. We'll probably be recording 
about four or five episodes, or probably six up until the international break. The games are coming thick and fast. Enjoy the football this weekend. If you're going to any games, I'm off to a game in London to watch the league leaders playing my team, Swindon. Letting Orient Swindon, that should be a good game. There's FA Cup games on at the moment. There's some Copa del Rey. There's some Serie A starting on Friday. And I really hope Napoli score about 12 It'll probably be half, but no, <laughs> I'm joking. But twenty for me. <laughs> Both teams to lose. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but Joe, thank you once again uh, for joining me. Enjoy the football. Uh, chill out a little bit on social media, Roma fans. It's not the end of the world. It was just a major blip in the road. Um, but enjoy the weekend. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs>